Hello. Hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Lily Cox. And I'm Nikki Pope. And in this episode, we're talking about the power of industry awards. Do we need them and what do they bring to your business? We're joined by two guests who have a lot to say on the subject, I'm sure. We have Errol Douglas, MBE, who's actually celebrating his birthday today. Cheers. <laughs> Errol has been around for a, a long time, despite his youthful appearance. appearance. <laughs> he is patron I can of honour. walk. <laughs> oh, well done. He is patron of honour for the Fellowship for British Hairdressing and has been nominated 21 times for British Hairdresser of the Year, which is no mean feat, and has a fantastic salon in central London with a very loyal and hard-working team. And joining Errol this week, we have the lovely Charlotte Kay. Hello. Hairdresser, makeup artist and salon owner. Hailing from Leeds, Charlotte was drawn down to London and has worked extensively within the music and fashion industry. Now she owns two beautiful boutique and experiential salons in Clapham Old Town and Ballam. Welcome Charlotte. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. So let's dive straight in. We've kind of become a bit awards obsessed, I feel, in the hairdressing industry over the last couple of decades since I joined straight out of school 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Surely not. (laughs) Something like, Mm. no, I think, uh, yeah, awards are great. Yeah. I think we all agree. However... Are they? Are they? (laughs) Interesting you should say that, Charlotte. Charlotte, there's an interesting spin because we were talking over there and you had quite an opinion on them. So can you just say that again? Because you've got your opinion on the awards and obviously I've got my opinion. But what do the awards mean to you? I think as a concept, it's very good for... Now I'm a salon owner. It's Mm. fantastic as an employer Mm. to capture the imagination of the team mm. i think the team and you are you are as good as your team yeah so i think that's great for an employee's point of view when it comes down to how relevant they are to fashion because my background is fashion mm. i am not always concerned about how I- irrelevant or relevant that is and then then of course, that comes down to the consumer. Mm. And is it that relevant to the consumer? And it's a lot of time, a lot of energy, and financially it can be very, very expensive. Yeah. And is it actually that relevant? Sometimes I think it is, but sometimes I don't think it is. Yeah, no, I agree. But it, and it's interesting because that will sound like a contradiction coming from my mouth. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, the way how I see it, and this is my spin on it, because I have a lot of younger people and members coming through the salon and I mentor a lot of people for me it gives them accreditation of some sort that's all because I can send them on loads of courses and whatever but sometimes they don't get enough from that so if they're competing with somebody else in their mind that's a good thing the awards it's like it's something to work towards yeah put it that way and I think but let's just be clear we're talking about awards mm. as in there are lots of competitions yeah, out definitely. there yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly the British hairdressing awards are very important and seen by many as you know the, the highest yep yeah. there's lots of other brilliant awards around mm. and I think that it's for me from the magazine point of view Lily and I I know talk about this a lot I think we think awards are great if they're the right awards for that person to enter I think if the hairdressing awards sort of created a 
tighter brief where they went, this is your avant-garde, this is your absolute, totally out yeah. there, mm. what would you expect, your experiential hairdressing. Mm -hmm. But hairdressing was, they're, they're so polarised and yet kind of the same. There's not, the, the briefs yeah. aren't clear mm. enough, I think, yeah. in for hairdressers to work <sighs> and feel satisfied. Go on, Errol. No, so, so it sounds like I'm going to jump in there. Like, <laughs> you did a little okay. bit. <laughs> if this was filmed, my hands were going... <laughs> I can't wait to... <laughs> oh, I want to caress you. Um, Anytime. But, <laughs> honestly, it, it, that's why it's really great. You're saying that because that's why I think every, everybody's opinion is different. When you say what fashion is, I say what fashion is, everything is different. And you've said that so eloquently. But... At the end of the day, we, we've got a movement of people. And I, and I love that because I'm not undervaluing um, the consumer. I think the consumer are really important. I wouldn't, be, sorry, I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't have the support of my clients because they're amazing. But at the same time, you have these people who, you know, not to say they go into overdrive. But it's very hard to make somebody look effortless. Okay, because you know... If, if you did a shoot or you did an award and you say to somebody do this and all of a sudden it looks so done but they do that every day but we don't get that in the awards do we <laughs> hairdressers have to show off they have to show something different they um for me awards should be inspiring and that's you know that's a really important word if i'm looking at something it should inspire me Absolutely, and I think there should be, I've, in the past 20 years working in hairdressing, I've been involved in setting up several competitions and awards, both for magazines that I've worked with or owned, and also as an advisor alongside several of the brands. And for me, when you're starting any kind of competition, it's like, what's the point of this? And what will it mean to the person who's won it? And I think that that's where you need to start off. Will it mean something to your business to have something on the, in the shop window that says, I am the blah, 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 winner of this? Mm. Will it bring any more business to you? Will it help you get PR and publicity? Mm. And will it help you to grow your career? Mm. We won something amazing and it did do us well. We won the Marie Claire yeah. um, mm. Salon of the Year. And I can honestly say, <clears throat> put my hand on my heart, that did the salon because we won it as a team. That was amazing. Yeah, both you know? both probably for the vibe in the salon, but also yes. for actually bringing people to you. Yeah. I shall remember to enter it next yes, year. Yes, you should. <laughs> That's interesting. Charlotte, you should. <laughs> How do you find with the majority of your clients for both of you, because I know you're quite high-end boutique salons, do they relish the industry awards that you get? I'm Obviously, it's slightly different with consumer awards if you've won things with Marie Claire and Cosmopolitan. No. Ladies first. No? No? I don't think... I mean, to be fair, I have not had the uh, heady heights of Errol's uh, illustrious career in Yet. awards. Yet. 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 <laughs> exactly. So maybe, actually, um, to ask me in five years, uh, when I've applied several times to do the Marie Claire. Um, have you... No, you haven't. No. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> Can I say one thing? And this is really interesting. Um, that's never been on my radar until somebody said go in for it. And it wasn't a trade PR and it wasn't necessarily a consumer PR. It was mm. just somebody. Mm. Um, I went to uh, an editor's launch and beauty and they said you should do that. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's very interesting. But in going back to your question, Lily, on how relevant. <laughs> that the clients find it, it still 
really comes down to who you've worked with in terms of the conversation on the salon chair and mm -hmm. the stylist's individual experience rather than. So my stylist entered the Weller Colour Awards last year and she got nominated and that was brilliant because, because of her. And so she was very effervescent with her clients yeah. and she talked about it with her clients and her clients were on board and there was lots of her. likes and on Instagram and they're excited for her such is the relationship and mm. as a hairdresser and stylist is so it, it that's very personal I think I'm trying to pick up on the point that you made earlier about the inspiring element of awards is very difficult when it's still commercially based so in terms of if a product is launching an award mm. they still have to be able to promote use that image mm. as this is their awards so you are still politically playing into mm. so what i think would be better say for a weller award would be weller to say i want to create a color that represents weller now go rather yeah. than yeah. So it's working to a brief. And actually, yeah. that is the biggest skill of a hairdresser ever. Yeah. And I am constantly telling hairdressers, you have to work within a brief. The brief is the key. And mm. I yeah. think that's what we're missing. I think sometimes. that's, I entirely agree with that. I think that yeah, competition is good. I think it's a great way to measure yourself, to mm. motivate yourself. It's not for everybody. I think you've got to be, you know, pretty, pretty brave and, and quite resilient. But I do think it just depends what it is you are entering Absolutely. and it needs to you need to know why you're entering mm. and I think that those of us that run awards and we have just launched the Colour World Colour yes, Genius we Awards. Good yes, luck. We have. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, but we were very mindful of how we deliver the brief mm. as you say so I think you need to give the guidance and to mm. showcase that and there are I've worked alongside a couple of manufacturers who have created their own colour awards and the brief is more closely allied to what image mm. represents us and mm. I think I think that's a more honest way of yeah. brands that's having honest. their own yeah. honest is a really good word isn't yeah. it it's a brilliant word mm. to use in awards because if you have a very clear honest brief mm. you haven't got lots and lots of people trying to read into mm. what they mean yeah. and or just oh well this is what I think I'm going to do oh, this is what I'm into this week mm. that is so off brief mm. that they wouldn't even stand a chance and yet they're mm. going into the awards mm. putting all of that effort and there isn't they're a completely way off it mm. doesn't mean to say what they're doing is bad mm. it's just that yeah. not on but, brief but, of that brand people running the competitions or the body has some duty of care to try mm. and that, and again that so we've got so what have we got these great words haven't we inspiring, duty of care. inspiring honesty, honesty. Honesty. and duty of care and transparency as well because i think the mm. other the, the one piece of advice well there's two pieces alongside many others that i would give somebody <laughs> wanting to enter a competition is why are you entering but secondly who is judging it and do you want them to judge you and if you can't either find out who the judges are either ideally individually but at least as a group and reconcile yourself with that you shouldn't be in that competition because to me that is one of the difficulties with a lot of event competitions is that the judging is either not transparent it's a bit secretive mm. or it might be a funny sort of mishmash of people or mm. I think that's often where people who are disappointed in competitions and awards 
end up is like, well, who were they to judge me anyway? So I think mm. that all should almost be at the very beginning of the process. You said something really interesting earlier about certain people should be able to judge these awards because their collections are old or they don't know what they're judging. But it was quite relevant you saying that because you're saying these people are not current enough or they haven't, the audience is not right. Well, I think that's when if you, and we're come back to the big problem and that's where hairdressing is beautiful in a way that people don't always recognise that it is a massively wonderful mirror to the bigger political life out there. So mm. if we say that, and controversial or not, that awards are judged by or owned, I think it's not who judging it is owned by, you know, middle-aged white men. I mean, we mm. could say that the world over. It's the face of the commercial companies, the ownership, that has not changed. Mm. And if we're still talking the white, middle-aged white men owning these companies, that that filters down because you are your leader, right? So we are our leader. My salon is who I am. And if, if they're not, there's a big problem in my business. Any of us who've ever had the pleasure of attending the... World Hairdressing Championships, where you literally have the sort of, you know, hair by night, hair by day. All the, what I call the dead Elvis is yeah. sort of propped up. But People, they've been resurrected, <laughs> Nikki. Come on, resurrected they're not dead. Elvis. I mean, I can see that that is interesting for technique. It's like learning to, you know, build a brick wall, isn't it? I suppose mm. there, is, there is an argument for saying that sometimes technique-based mm. competition has a place. Mm. But again, it's about, let's be honest... Who is running these competitions? They're not running it for entirely altruistic reasons. They're not doing no. it for the joy of hairdressers. They're doing it to promote mm. their brand or company. Yeah, there's, an emo- or, there's a motive. And, yeah, so I think we need to be a, a bit clearer about that. If, if you know, our Colour World Genius Awards clearly promote Colour World as mm. well as offering a competition platform and mm. hopefully we can find a way of marrying the two interests that we mm. want great creative people to want to come to Colour World. So therefore mm. we are presenting a great creative competition that will draw the right people Mm. and I'll hold my hands up to that and say yes you know it's and also sorry I'm so desperate to get in on this point but it's also to remember there's nothing wrong with commerciality there is nothing wrong with with commerciality and if and and in terms of awards if it's not about art Mm. if you're an artist Let's mm. all go and do something collectively, mm. hairdressers together, mm. and go to the Victoria and Albert Museum and but go, can we do an art show? Uh, yeah. Is that, but we are yeah. commercial. I have a problem with using art and hairdressing together <gasps> anyway. Really? Yes. Come on, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid so, I do. No, I think why? I, 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 Come I, on, I, well, you have to I'm share. A, I'm a craftsman. I'm, not I'm an art paint. Well, I think, so, okay, but that's a different thing. So I, I in hairdressing... Yeah. I'm not an artist. But hairdressing is a craft rather than it's a an craft. art form. It's not an art. But you can... You can be yeah. artistic. Yeah. But yeah, but could... it's different from being an artist. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, I was really struggling. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not struggling. <laughs> I love what you're saying, but at the same time, you are creating art because you can make something into art. The definition of art is open as well. Well, so that's when, important what, to remember. Okay, course, yeah, so. I think that's important. But when I'm creating art, and it could not necessarily be in the chair, but when I'm doing a live show, I'm creating art live because pictures are totally different. To me, 
It's just like somebody, you, you've given me clay or given me uh, pastel. But that's a different thing. So that's, because then that's I, a different I medium like because there's not a person underneath it. This is my issue with the okay. art. So there is not, so as soon as you put a person in, which if you are working with a model, there is a person there. Mm. And I still believe that person is wearing their own hair. The hair mm. is not wearing them. And as soon as the hair wears them, mm. it's not it's not anything. It's not relevant. Mm. So that's not a muse. No. But uh, it, the but muse has to carry the hair. Do so, you can mould it into art? Or you can mould it into something? Well, I think something, you could something. take the medium of hair on the floor... Mm. And yeah. turn it into something else that would be art, but not any... when it's on somebody's head because you are not dealing with a in... blank canvas. But you're introducing. You are still dealing. But what if you're introducing is... bits and pieces and paraphernalia to the head or to that person? But you're... then there is a jar that doesn't sit with me because okay. it's still yeah. on somebody. So then the person has to wear that, and sometimes I think it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> interesting and I hope this gets in because so, yeah. it's quite it's controversial not very awarded, so, but at the so same time there's going to there's no, no, be good, a lot of people Lily. so please do what I do leave a comment <laughs> at the end of the okay. podcast so Lily you have wanted to make a point oh well I was just going to say so Charlotte with the art question I know that's been quite interesting just there a minute would you say that it, it becomes art if you're not working to a brief or you're not working with a client in the salon like if you have no freedom you know if so you... so once the so if you it's not a blank canvas it's not okay. like an artist stands in a studio in mm -hmm. an empty room with the materials on the side and it's just you your mm -hmm. thoughts and your medium yeah okay so whatever that medium is then you create okay yeah. so that for me is artist uh, being an artist mm -hmm. from nothing so once and you could argue that an artist can sit somebody in and paint them and look at them and take from that form and turn it something into something else, but that's completely individual. Once, if you are working with a model on their hair and you are working on that hair, it has to become part of them. So Guido's exhibition mm. for McQueen, mm. the pieces that he made. Mm, beautiful. How would that sit? Would that be art for you, or more? Well, that's completely. So that's because to a, me a medium that that's what taken. You're saying. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. that's something that's been created independent of whoever's going to wear them, mm. and they stand alone. And indeed, were, and they stand were alone. Yeah, and that again. So that's the point. So <laughs> but, <laughs> inspiring, honest. What was that other one? Oh God, stand alone. Transparent and stand alone. Stand alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, okay, so I'm glad we cleared that up. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, which I think is important anyway, and I understand yeah. the point. When it comes to somebody else, they are introducing something. They're they're making something more, so they can create yes. their own art. Yeah. Okay, with somebody or a mm. model or whatever. But at the end of the day, um, which I think is really important. I, I think there should be no limitations on what anybody should be able to do, yeah. okay? Mm. Depending on, you know, where to put it. Um, if you're kind of artistic or you want to embrace something different, you should be able to 
yeah. offer it and then whoever has to yeah. uh, market, they market in their I, way. I think that from a journalist's point of view, we often use the word hair artist, don't we? Mm. We do. I take on board both your points. I think hairdressers are craftspeople first and foremost and I think they are artistic and you believe can be they're a, visual as well. I think you can be a hair artist. Mm. It doesn't mean everything you do is a piece of art. No. It means that you can produce a piece of art yeah. but you are yeah. not always doing and mm. I think no. that's where and bringing it back to some of the competitions and awards that we have, where they are photographic, that leads me towards, you know, are they not really photographers' competitions? Yes, a lot of the time. Or your model. And uh, there's, you know, in terms oh, of all the that shoots one. that I've ever worked on, we, I, I used to do loads of F&F and Marks and & Spencers and Primark and all of those really low-end clothes. And we always, we'd, we'd go to Harbour Island, we'd plop out on the beach and go, it's all about your girl. If you get your 10 grand girl, 10 grand, no less than 10 grand. We, all of those jokes that we used to make yeah. on the beach because they can wear nothing Anything. and make it look amazing. Yeah. 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 And yeah. same with the awards, which is where it becomes kind of skewed, doesn't it? And yeah. dishonest. But because me. then if you can afford the girl and the amazing yeah. photographer or you know the right people... You're going to like go Which is where through. I have a problem with who's judging it because I think that some good judges mm. can understand whether they are looking at a great looking girl and mm. a great photograph mm. and whether the hair's brilliant yeah. or not. But well, I have an argument with some competitions where people are judging who are not perhaps be able to able to differentiate particularly and that's where I'm more on Charlotte's wavelength. Um, I love working with photographers, honest photographers, people who kind of make my work it's unique to myself and them I would never work with a photographer who is trying to overtake what I'm doing because at the end of the day and you could say it's old school or whatever I'm I'm leading him he should never lead me I think there's a nice mixture but if he's saying to me do this and you know I walk away so I get what you're saying because there's a lot of lead on that but at the end of the day, and you can see, my, I, I, my brand changes all the time. If you said to, you know, and I'm not saying ego thing, because you said it, I'm not saying about maybe me. But if my pictures no, move... it's in the written or, word when yeah, it reads the entrance. I do this, yeah, I do sorry, this, sorry. and you're but, just but like, really? What I'm saying is I, I move all the time because, you know, I'm relevant mm, for my clients, yeah. I'm relevant for my but wouldn't mentoring that be, team. wouldn't that be also then open up another opportunity? And there's in competitions that I always get frustrated about mm. is and this goes back to maybe my shoot work given that it's still a visual thing it's a visual competition it's not mm. a, a moving competition mm. is that on some shoots you can have the best shoot in the world um, with the best people or it can be the worst and you will know Errol on mm. your teams it's all yeah. about your team yeah. so why don't you have an art team isn't it brilliant when the photographer does sometimes lead you yeah. and tell you an idea that you would have never thought or went I really hate that hair, actually. I think mm. it's a bit rubbish. And mm. you go, really? Is it? I thought it was amazing. I thought that, like, ten-foot step in a fringe was amazing. Mm. Um, so maybe it's about the categories that need to yeah. be modernised. Yeah. An art team. And yeah, that includes true. the stylist, like, yeah, yeah. stylist, yeah. stylist, stylist people. Yeah. Competitions, can we sort out the clothes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do get that, but at the same time, because... Um, you know, going back to the businessman now, I have a lot of people who work for me who, 
you know, they make money. They're part of the business. They're not artistic at all. They come and support us in at a lot of things. But my core people are very few mm. because they're different. They've got a different career um, path. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, I've, I've yeah. got like nearly uh, 51 people who work for me. 51? If you say to me who I can, I can count them on my finger. So in one hand who comes to help me and with mm. pictures, but they're not my art team. Okay. Yeah. No, but, so I, I, I know what yeah. you're saying, but all I'm saying is like, you know, I'm, I'm in a very um, high area for rent. It's about survival and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I've got a business. That comes later, but you see that through what I'm doing, but you don't see it through what everybody else is doing. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. Because I have to... No, no, I, I suppose, I didn't, I don't know if I'm quite uh, communicating. No, I, get, I, I get what you're saying, but all I'm saying is I, I, I believe that because you were saying about a photographer... And then changing it could be an art, you know, making it more of an art team involvement. I get what you're saying on that bit. Because then it then it branches out, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes yeah, I get the that. hairdressing mm-hmm. awards to a slightly further mm. audience, which I yeah. think would then create, and this is what a more consumer based, not even consumer, a, a, a broader awareness. So if you've got a really yeah. good photographer and an amazing stylist working with, and you've worked in fashion forever. That yeah. in terms of creating that, it just broadens it rather yeah. than so then it becomes of an interest in terms of the voice of the competitions should be actually louder in the terms of okay, yeah. this is actually what we stand for. Mm. So why are we doing Colour World? Mm. Yeah. Why so what does that stand for? What does it actually mean? Mm. So then there is more education and better understanding for the person who wants to enter it, not just because of the award at the end of the day. Yeah. Not yeah. it's that not it about fits. winning the goal, it's perhaps a taking part which yeah. sounds a, a bit more of a 360 cliche. approach I suppose that's why when Nikki and I were devising the Colour World Awards for 2019 our final category is a colour-tastic category it's a video category so the idea being that somebody produces a 90 second film that just shows their passion and dedication to the world of colour mm. just in their everyday their personality and their personality and what drives them and you know what maybe their salon environment Mm. is like it's not a single piece of work it's not a before and an after Mm. it's it's a glimpse into that person which I guess everybody is looking for Mm. and why Errol said earlier you know that hairdressing will last a long time because people are always looking to make connections with people they always especially these days I suppose they they Mm. really relish that social interaction Mm. and to feel like they they make a connection which is an amazing category isn't it because if well, you've we got and so. I'm assuming it's made clear that it can be just be from an iPhone it is just yes, very simple yeah. Yeah. so on your smartphone sorry yeah. <laughs> well, brands yeah. are available yeah, <laughs> yeah it is it's and that's but that is brilliant isn't it because then you are understanding the winner so whether as a judge yeah. or an audience you it it's so easy to look at the pictures and go oh, that's awful I hate that picture and I hear that all the time when you hear people or these are the winning pictures but actually if you understood what went before that and got involved Mm. with the winner Mm. that's an amazing thing because then you go ah well actually god they did that and Mm. they were really looking at that technique and that was really interesting I would have never thought of that so the end thing is not exactly 
the winning thing. It's the complete. But yeah. can I ask a question to you, both of you? You can. Um, because obviously you're not coming on a later day at the awards. You know what the awards are like, Nikki. You know what the awards are like. But obviously you're trying to pinpoint something different. Yeah. So what was your point of difference? We wanted to create a platform which was or is independent. Yeah. So the awards are not, they are sponsored because clearly we need money to make the world go round, but no category is sponsored. Every title stands alone. We invite people to enter. There are a couple of criteria, mostly about experience. So there's mm. levels which require you to have three or more years working yeah. in some kind of commercial environment or six or more years. Mm. But aside from that, any brand that you work with, whether you're a lone wolf or part of a group, mm. we wanted to make it cheap to enter. Mm. In fact, it's free. In fact, it's free, <laughs> but equally not requiring you to go and create a shoot or do something particularly mm. spectacular or expensive. Mm. So you shouldn't have to ask permission or money from your anybody else. Which is fantastic. So, so, so the research of it, to come to your categories, yeah. did you research a lot or did you look to see what people are not doing or this is what you wanted to do specifically for colour? Uh, well, Nikki and I had the idea of doing the awards quite a while ago and then following Colour World this year, I spoke to a lot of the colourists that had come with us independently and also with a few with brands but had been with Colour World since we started in 2016. So they mm. got the vibe and ethos of what we're trying to do with the event, mm. which is friendly, informative, sharing, educational, and focused on colour. So mm. I spoke to quite a few people and looked at gaps, and we tried to make categories that weren't too subjective, i.e. Mm. best blonde look or best red or you know any of those kind of things. We tried to look at for categories that people would want to enter as well, and they would want to, to say, I am the mm. colour correction genius. We've tried to make it egalitarian in that you need to be a hairdresser interested in colour and you need to have a smartphone. Mm. After that, you can, you can enter. You shouldn't even mm. be a hairdresser if you haven't got those two things. Well, <laughs> well here's a million dollar question, which I would be failing in my duty if I didn't ask you sitting here. 21 nominations for British is awesome. Yep. But you must be so resilient. I couldn't sit in that room again and, and be as charming oh, and could. graceful about it as you yeah, are. Yeah, because when the door, when I knock that door, it's, it's going to be nothing they've ever seen. So to me, that's my, that's what keeps me going. I think, I think, why would you not sit in the room? I think mm. there would be, I, I'm sat here, 21 nominations. I would be telling everyone that daily at the bus stops, or at least my mother would be. Yeah. Um, that is a huge, that's not a bad thing. No, and that, no, not that, at all. But I that's just think interesting, it isn't great. it? Is that yeah. It's like 21 nominations, yeah. you never won. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? You have been successful 21 years. Yeah. That yeah. is a consistent brand to me. That is somebody who's on the top mm. consistently mm. for two decades. Yeah. And the winners, I mean, how many winners that you could say that for mm. particularly for those awards yeah, yeah. so that's what's important to remember it's the yeah. Anton deck of hairdressing it, yeah. <laughs> but remember this is a nomination so if I'm not getting a nomination I wouldn't be remotely interested in doing it and that's the truth because if it was a competition to go in for British hairdresser of the year I wouldn't do it but this is a nomination so the nominations are 
it's my ballast mm. okay yeah it's pushing me and whatever but at the same time i love um uh, producing images and yeah. photographic work I think we have to wrap it up because we've talked a lot. So let's just have a show of hands around the table for generally, if you had to vote a yes or a no, are we up for competitions and awards? My hands are up. My hands yeah, are up. all up. That's all up. Are you all hands are up. <laughs> and Molly, yes. the producer's Five. hands up as well. Yes. Molly's in. It's a full house. Yeah. Perfect. Yay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. So um, thank you to our brilliant guests, Errol Douglas and Charlotte Kay. Thank you very much. And as ever, thank you for listening to our Respectfully podcast on the Power of Industry Awards. I hope you found it as enlightening and informative as we have. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and you can scroll down on your smartphone or computer, wherever you are listening to this, and see the notes and background information which we will place there for you. Until next time, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.